This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv. Excited to have you guys, man. Isn't it? Anybody else having like a really good summer so far? Anybody, anybody been on vacation yet this summer? Anybody, anybody going on vacation this summer? A couple of you guys? Okay, good. If you're not, man, I'm, I'm sorry. That just stinks. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll pray that you get a vacation or something. Hey, um, you know, so many people are on vacation. It's, it's that time of the year, man. It's a, it's a great opportunity, um, you know, for as you guys are coming back into town, man, I want to encourage you to, to get involved in some of the things that are coming up and the outreaches and different things and just get plugged back in. It's so easy to... to unplug during the summer. I mean, I know that I like to unplug. I like to just kind of take a step back, but let's not do that. Let's get plugged back in and let's see God do some awesome, awesome things in our life going into the rest of this year. Anyways, we've been in this series called Breakout over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we started it two weeks ago and we've been talking about this whole idea of, of talking about our heart and uh, it's a pretty relevant series because all of us have a heart. Last time you guys checked, you all had a heart, right? I mean, so, you know, it's not like we're talking about something that doesn't apply to any of us. It applies to all of us because we all have a heart. And we're not talking about the physical heart. We're talking about this, this thing that's in our lives that then when we uh, were broken up with, when we were younger, what do we say when we got broken up? Man, somebody broke my heart. It's that thing that when somebody's hurting, we say, my heart goes out to you. Or, and, and it's that area of our lives that is just there that, that isn't necessarily like something we can really put our finger in on, but yet we know is a part of our life that we know is tangible within us. And Jesus talked about this very thing. He talked about this idea that, man, it's the heart from where we live from. It's the heart where we love from. It's the heart where we learn from. It's the heart where we teach our kids from. It's the heart where we parent from. It's, it's that place within us that is so, so important. And we looked at, at, at a scripture of the last couple of weeks found in Matthew chapter 15. It says, for out of the mouth, it says, but the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And Jesus was in this conversation and he's talking and he says, listen, listen, listen. The things that sometimes just kind of pop out of your life that you're like, man, where did that come from? Or you do something, you say, man, that's not really like me. He says, man, that comes from somewhere in your life. And it's not just a random occurrence. It's not just a, this, this happening that happens every once in a while. Man, there's a source to that thing and it comes from our heart. And then we've been looking at what Solomon said in Proverbs 4, 23. He says, he says something like this. He says, above all else, he says, above all else, guard your hearts, for out of it comes a wellspring of life. For out of your heart is a wellspring of life. And Solomon, who's the wisest man who ever lives, he says, listen, I'm going to talk about a lot of important things. Man, I'm going to write some incredible books. I'm going to write Ecclesiastes. I'm going to write Proverbs. I'm going to write Song of Solomon. Don't read that until you're married. But he's like, I'm going to write some stuff that's going to be really, really important in your life. But if there's one thing that you're going to grab hold of, if there's one thing that you need to take and say, I'm going to apply this to my life, it's this whole idea that, man, you've got to guard your heart. You've got to monitor your heart because nobody really teaches us how to do that, do they? The reality is, is we have all learned how to monitor our behavior. As the kids, we learned that we are allowed to do certain things. If we did this, then it was okay. If we did that, we're going to get a spanking. Or in my case, we're going to get a bar of soap shoved in our mouth or, or whatever it may be. We learned very early on how to monitor our behavior. So we learned that, man, this is what I can say on a job interview. And this is what I can't. This is what I can say on a date. And if I say this, I'm probably not going to have any more dates. And if I get married, you know, these are things that I can do. If I do these things, I'm probably not going to stay married. And we learned very very, very early on how to monitor our behavior, but nobody 
taught us how to monitor our heart. Nobody taught us how to, how to look deep within and see what's really happening. What is the source of what is going down in our lives? And, and, and Solomon and Jesus say, man, listen, we can't just ignore this area of our life. We can't just disregard this. We've got to peer inside and figure out what is happening deep down within us that is causing these things to take place in our life. What are the things, what are the hidden monsters that have lodged themselves deep within our hearts that are causing these things to randomly come up when we say, oh man, I didn't, I didn't mean to say that or I didn't mean to do that or I, I don't know why I did that. That's not like me. What are the things that are causing that? What is the source of all that? Because Solomon says, that's the source of our life. And Jesus says, man, those things that are coming out of you, those things that you're doing in actions, those things that you're saying, they're a reflection of what's happening on the inside. And last week we started talking about what are some of the things in our lives that are, that are, that are hiding within and what are some of the creature features that are, that are lodged within our hearts that we're having trouble get out. And last week we talked about this whole idea of guilt. We talked about how guilt has this propensity to get lodged in our heart and guilt says, man, I owe you because I did something to you, because I hurt you, because I said something, because I took something from you, I now owe you. And because I owe you, I've got to do something to make that right. And we talked about the fact that, man, we got to develop this habit of confession. The way to break guilt in our life is to develop this habit of confession, getting the stuff that's on the inside to the outside so other people can know. Because when we shine the light of Christ, when we shine lights into dark areas, it breaks that bondage. It breaks that hold that's in our lives. And, and so we talked about the fact that, man, you know, the realities of confession is, is they can be pretty dangerous. You know, the, the, the things of confession, when we start doing that, when we start confessing in our lives, there's some there's some real challenges that come with confession. There are some real things that, that can come about and, and some real complications. But, but the reality is, is, is it's not a confession that complicates our lives. It's the sin that's in our life that complicates our life. Because confession never hurt anybody. The sins that we committed are the things that hurt other people. And so we talked about the fact that, man, we've got to develop this habit of, of getting what's on the inside to the outside so that we can make sure we're not living with, with unresolved guilt in our life that is, is going along all throughout our lives. And last week, you know, it, guilt is a, is a pretty easy thing to talk about because all of us, if I said, like I said last week, how many of you guys have felt guilt? Pretty much all of you guys, raise your hands, and the ones that didn't, you're lying. And so you felt guilty all this week. It's okay, you can confess right now. It's cool. You know, but it's really easy to talk about. But this week, we're gonna talk about this word called jealousy. And, uh, you know, jealousy, it's a little bit more difficult to talk about. It's a little bit harder to put your finger on. You know, when we start thinking about jealousy, we start thinking about, like, man, I was jealous, like, when I was five, you know, and I saw that kid with a Tonka truck, and I didn't have a Tonka truck, and so I was mad at him, so I grabbed his Tonka truck and hit him over the head and said, that's mine, you know, and I was jealous of him at that time. And we think about when we were eight, and somebody got those new pair of Air Jordans, and we had, like, the, the Air um, you know, uh, Walmarts on. And, and so we were jealous of that. And, and, you know, and we think about that. But as, as we got older, probably about the time we reach high school or so, you know, we, we don't really admit that we're jealous anymore. I mean, we don't say like, hey, I'm jealous of that person. I mean, we'll go and say, man, I'm ticked off at you. I'm angry at you. I feel guilty. We'll say a lot of different things, but very few of us are going to go, you know what? I'm just really jealous of you. None of us do that. That's not like the language we use because, I mean, if you were to say, man, I'm just really jealous of that person, I'm probably just going to tell you grow up. Like, okay, grow a pair and just grow up and, you know, probably shouldn't say that in church. Um, <laughs> you know, just grow up, man. That's something that you can just get beyond. But, 
The reality is, is that jealousy is this something that is out there in our lives. And most of us wouldn't ever admit, like, we're jealous of somebody. Man, I'm not, I'm not jealous of them. I'm not, I'm not jealous of what they have. I don't, I don't really want that. But, if, but the truth is, is that if we were to look at our lives, we would find that jealousy and envy is so prevalent. It's so much through every single aspect of their lives. Because think about it. There's somebody in your life that you don't like, isn't there? There's somebody, you think right now, you think, and that person's name just popped into your head. So why don't we all on the count of three just yell out their name? I just probably don't want to do that because they might be sitting next to you and that would be a long conversation after church. But if, if we were to dig around about why we don't like those people, if we were to dig around and we were to search out our heart, why don't I like them? Why do they frustrate me? Why does all that stuff happen? If we were to really look at that, it's typically because they have something that you and I don't have. They have something that we don't have. They have that car that you don't have. They got that girlfriend that you don't have. They got that house that you don't have. They got that job that you don't have. They got that career that you don't have. They have some things that you don't have and you want. And the emotional response to them and the emotional response for most of us is, you know what, I just don't like them. I don't like them. You know what? I, don't, I just don't like them. And so our response when we see people that have stuff that we don't have, that we don't understand why we don't have it, our response to them is, you know what? I don't like it. And, and because I don't like it, I don't want to be around them. I don't want to hang out with them. And instead of building those relationships, we just seem to avoid those relationships, don't we? We just want to get away from those people as much as possible. And then we say things like, you know what? I just don't like them. I just don't like, she, you know what? She's just too pretty. You know what, I don't like her because she's too pretty. And you know what, whenever I get around her, I just feel like, you know what, she's, she's just kind of plastic. You know, she's just, you know, kind of Barbie dollish. And, and because of that, I, I, just, I just don't like her. You know, it, it's just, I, I don't know what the deal is. I just don't like her. Or we say, oh, you know what, they're just too nice. Too nice? Somebody's too nice. Yeah, they're just too nice. I mean, you know, who, who's really that nice in life? I mean, nobody can be that nice and I just don't like them. Or this is, this is one of the ones that I hear continuously you know what, if I had that much money, I wouldn't spend it that way. Come on now, you know what I'm saying? And let me just tell you something. Number one, you ain't never gonna have that much money. Number two, if you did have that much money, you wouldn't know how to sp spend it anyways. Number three, you know what, with that kind of attitude, you're never gonna get any money at all. So, I mean, you're just, you're just kind of stuck. But we get these attitudes and we say, you know what, I just don't like them. I just don't like them. They've got something that I don't have. And so, you know what? I just don't like them. And it's true. We're critical because they own something that we don't have. And we don't want to say it's jealousy. And we don't want to say it's envy. But the reality is, is they have something that we don't. And man, it, jealousy comes up inside of us. And, and we say things like, man, you know what? If I, if I had that, I would be such a better steward. Or, or if, if I was that good looking, I wouldn't need plastic surgery. And you know what? You don't have to worry because you ain't never going to be that good looking. So it's okay. Oh, wow. I thought somebody's going to yell at me. Okay, good. <laughs> and you and I, we can come up with all these excuses of, of why we don't like somebody and why we want to avoid somebody. But the reality is, is there is jealousy in our hearts. There's envy in our lives. And, and we've couched it in something else, something else. And we say, you know what? We just don't like them and we just don't want to be around them. And, 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 and that's just the reality. 
And since we're all friends here, I mean, if we were just to get kind of gut level honest, what, what would we say? I mean, we would all say, you know what? I just, I just want things to be fair. Isn't that what we say? You know what? I just want everything to be fair. I want, I want everything to be fair in life. And you know what? It's not fair because, because you know, my husband works just as hard as that, that guy's husband does, but they got that opportunity that I didn't get. You know what? It's just not fair that their kids get to go to that school and my kids don't get to go to that school. It's just not fair that they're gifted athletically and, and I can't even dribble a basketball, let alone walk. I mean, it's just not fair that those things are out there. I don't, I don't understand. I just want everything to be fair. I just want this to be an even playing field. I just want life to be fair. And the reality is, and the truth is that you're smart enough to know this, you don't want life to be fair. You don't want fair. You want more. You want more. You don't really want what's fair. You don't really want to see fairness in this world because if there was fairness, it would be an equal distribution to everybody out there. And you know what that would mean for a lot of us sitting in this room? It means that we would start going backwards. It means that we, if we were going to be fair with the rest of the world, all of us would be taking some steps back and none of us want to go backwards. We just want more in our life. And so we say, I want more stuff. I want more things. I want more of this. I don't want fair in life. I just want more. I just want more of what you have. I want what you drive. I want what you wear. I want what you live in. I want what you uh, know. I want all of those things. And I don't want fair. I just want more. And if God were to distribute those things equally, man, it would just jack so many of our lives up. It would just jack so much of what we think of because we don't want fair. We just want to move forward. And we just want more than the next person. And what we want really is an excuse for all this crud and all this junk that's in our hearts. And so we want to go and say, you know what, I don't like you and I don't think this. And you know what, if things were just fair, everything would be different. And the reality is, is there's something lodged in our heart called jealousy that's causing all this stuff to come up in our lives. And, 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 and we're just jealous. We're just jealous. We just got to the, face the fact that we're jealous. Because it doesn't matter, you know what? If you had more, it would never satisfy. Because as soon as you would get that Bentley that somebody else had, you know what's gonna happen? Somebody in a Rolls Royce is gonna pull up next to you and you would say, I want more. You know what? As soon as you get that boob job done and, and you see somebody else, I, uh, never mind, that's a bad example. As soon as, <laughs> just cut that from the tape. We don't want that on a podcast or anything. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? I don't know. I apologize. Okay. Um, it, jealousy. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're jealous. Jealous. Thank you, somebody, for helping me out. Throw a dog a bone, bro. I mean, do something here. Whew. Okay, let me, sorry. I just got to focus back right now. That just, that just messed me up. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, Wayne. The reality is, is we think, man, if it's just more, and the reality is, is the more we get, the more we're going to want, because at the end of the day, we're just jealous. And we think jealousy is a people issue, and so we put things into categories. Oh, I just, I just don't like skinny people, man. I'm, because I'm a little bit chunky, I just don't like skinny people. I don't, I, don't feel, I don't like them, or you know what? I just don't like rich people because I'm a little bit poorer than them. I, I just don't like them, or I don't, I don't like people that are, that are smart. I don't like smart people because I'm not educated. And, and so we put people in all these categories, and we we start putting them in there. And you know what the reality is, is it's really not a people issue. It's not really a things issue. It's a heart issue. 
And that's what Jesus has been talking about for the things that come out of your heart, the things that come out of your mouth flow from what's inside. And so we can say, you know what, it's a, it's a people issue, it's a things issue, it's a more issue. But the reality is, is that it's a heart issue. Now, I know some of you guys were going like, no, no doubt, you know, like, I, I'm not stupid. I kind of knew this stuff. Um, so l- let, let me kind of explain this uh, a, a little bit further because, uh, you know, a lot of us think that we've conquered this. But the reality is, is that you and I, we both think that you are my problem. We think you're my problem, and I think you're my problem. And I think if I can distance myself from you, it will solve all of my problems. And I think that, man, you know what? You're not my problem. Because if you were my problem, you could solve my problem. But there is nothing that you can do that can solve my problem. No matter what you do, there is no way that you can solve the problem that's in my heart. In fact, there's only one thing that you can do that will kind of help me in my jealousy. And that one thing that you can do to rectify my problem is the one thing that really magnifies my problem. Because of, uh, uh, if, if a jealous person is out there, what makes a jealous person feel better? What makes, a, what makes a jealous person feel like, oh, feel a little bit better about myself? Your failure. When you fail, I feel better about me. So, I, you know, I hear, oh, you wrecked that car. Oh, man, that's, that's too bad you wrecked that car, man. That was, that was a nice car. Or you see her at the beach next year and you're like, oh, she put on a little bit of weight there, didn't she? I feel a little bit better about myself right now, don't you? Yeah, this is a good day today, isn't it? She's getting a little chunky, a little junk in the trunk right there, a little bit too much, you know what I'm saying? And, and so we start saying those things. And it's this creature feature thing that, that comes out and, and it, it starts to reveal what's really happening in our heart. And so we, oh, your kids can't go to private school anymore? Oh, I'm so sorry. Not really. <laughs> oh, that business deal didn't go through? That's too bad. It's too bad. And, and we, because we've learned to monitor our behavior, you know, we, we know how to say the right, oh, I'm so sorry. And we're saying all those things. But inside we're like, yes, yes, yes. We're just like so jacked that their life is getting as screwed up as our life on the inside is. And we can say, you know what, I shouldn't feel that way. And, and why do I have those responses? And we, like, what's going on in the inside? And Jesus would say, man, that's just a reflection of your, your heart. It's just a reflection of the evil that's going on on the inside of you. It's a reflection of, of what's happening. And, and even though we're trying to, to hide that from people, people in our lives, they, don't, they, they, they may surface envy in you. And people who surface jealousy in you, you know what? They are not your problem. They can't even address your problem. They are simply a reflection of what is happening. They're like a mirror reflecting back what's wrong on the inside of you and what's gone wrong in a relationship. Now, um, you know, I thought the best way that I could help you know, kind of get you guys to understand this is, is uh, I, I need Pastor Wayne's help. I need three people who, who want like an iPod. Anybody want an iPod out there? Come on, anybody? Anybody? Come on, get, give, me, give, me, give me three people, Pastor Wayne. Uh, anytime now. Okay, cool. Um, all right, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Can you, can you uh, you know what? 
You got you to stand right here. Is that cool? You guys just stand in front. What, this, this, what's up, bro? What's up, man? Come on, tell everybody your name. Michael. This is Michael. What's your name? Ivan. Ivan. What's your name? Shankta. Shankta? Oh, man. I, I might butcher that. I'm just, I'm just apologizing right now. And so we got Michael, Ivan, and Shankta. And uh, thank you guys for coming up. And, and I got some gifts for you guys. Um, and so, um, you know what? Um, Michael, I'm going to give you this. Don't open it yet. Um, you know what? Shankta, I'm, I'm going to give you this. Ivan, um, uh, yeah, this, this looks like a good gift for you. Uh, and so I got, you know what, I, I, I'm giving away uh, some video iPods today, or, or some iPods today. And so, uh, Michael, why don't you go ahead and open up that gift real quick? Show everybody what you got. Um, yeah, yeah, I wrapped it, so. Okay, he got an, he got an iPod, you know what, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, stay right there, stay right there. Uh, Shankta, why don't you go ahead and open up your gift and, and show everybody what you got, you know, Awesome, awesome gifts. And uh, she got a, a $50 Apple iTunes gift certificate. Not exactly a, a, an iPod, uh, but, you know, not bad, not bad. Ivan, why don't you go ahead and open up your gift? You're going to... Ivan, why don't you show that off? What'd you get there? Don't be ashamed. <laughs> don't be ashamed. Come on, show everybody. He got an Apple. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. And so, uh, you know, let, let's, just, let's just be real here. If this is, if this is the real world and, uh, and, and, and this was a scenario, you know, you, here we got, we got Michael. He got, he got an iPod. I mean, he's thinking to himself, man, I'm, I'm pretty dominant. You know what I'm saying? I, I got the iPod. And then, then we got Shanked over here. And she's like, you know what? I, I feel a lot better than Ivan because I didn't get an Apple. But at the same point, I, I didn't get an iPod. And, and because I put an iPod in her mind, you know, she's, she's a little disappointed, even though she got a $50 uh, iTunes gift certificate. I mean, not a bad thing, but not exactly what I put in my mind. And Ivan, uh, uh, Ivan's just like, I'm screwed. Uh, <laughs> I got an apple. See, Ivan wouldn't have any problem if I would have given away an apple, an orange, and some grapes or something, but, or given everybody apples. But because I put apple iPod in his mind, I mean, he's thinking, I kind of got the short end of the stick. I mean, uh, and all of you pretty much think he got the short end of the stick as well. He probably thinks he got the short end of the stick. And so, you know, if, if this was the real world, all, all they have to do, if you take me out of the equation, is look at each other. And so, and so you know, they're looking at each other, and, 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 and Ivan's pretty jealous of the other ones. But you put me in the equation of this, and, and all of a sudden, you know, who is Ivan mad at? Is he mad at Michael because Michael got an iPod? No. Who is, who is Ivan mad at that he got an apple? Me. And Shankta, even though she got an awesome gift, is, is Shankta mad at Michael or Ivan because of the gift they got? No. Who's she mad at? Me. And, and, but so many times, most of the time, we're looking at each other and we're mad at that person because they got what we don't have. But the reality is, is they're mad at me. Because who chose to give them the gifts? You know, here's the reality is, is Ivan, Ivan should be more pissed off than anybody because he knows that I chose to give him that apple. If anybody's got a reason to be mad, it should be Ivan. He should be like, man, that punk TJ, I'm going to beat him down after church. Yeah, he's going to pray for me. Bolts of lightning. But if he's going to be upset, he's going to be upset at me. Okay, you guys can go. Thank you guys very much. You guys, it's yours, it's yours. Keep it, keep it. 
Yeah, no problem, not a problem, not a problem. Now, I know some of you guys are like, that's kind of jacked up. You should have given the girl the iPod. I mean, what's up with that? You got two dudes and a chick and you give her a gift certificate? You know what? If you got a problem with that, you can talk to me. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that this week and I was thinking to myself, you know what? I can't just give somebody an iPod and give the other people other gifts and, and, and not go backstage and, and grab iPods and give it to them because otherwise... If I didn't do that, it wouldn't be fair. But you know what? I'm not. And uh, <laughs> if you got a problem with it, you know who you can talk to? You can talk to me. Listen, this is what I want you to understand. Do you know who your real issue is with when you're jealous or you're envious? It's God. See, jealousy says, God owes me. Jealousy says, God owes me. God owes me another body. God owes me another opportunity. God owes me that kind of house. God owes me that kind of job. God owes me that kind of family. God owes me that education. God owes me, God owes me, God owes me. And ultimately, your problem doesn't come from the rich person, the skinny person, the smart person. They aren't your problem. Your problem is with God. You think that because God didn't give you the advantages that you see in other, other people that give you the best possible life that your problem is with God. And because God didn't give, you're mad at God. Because he didn't and he could have, it j jacks you up on the inside. You say to yourself, man, God could have given me a better looking spouse, but he didn't. God could have given me the opportunity to be in that family, but he didn't. God could have given me that kind of company, but he didn't. God could have given me, and I'm talking to me, that kind of church, but he didn't. God could have given us this kind of success, but he didn't. And you know who we're mad at? You know who we're upset at? We're upset at God. And we're upset of God because when he was handing out boxes in life, he gave us an apple and he gave everybody else an iPod. And we say to God, man, God, that just is not fair. It's just not fair. You could have and you didn't. And man, I'm mad. And you know what the, the reality is, is that God never said he was fair. God never said, man, he's gonna distribute things evenly and equally to everybody. As soon as, as soon as the Garden of Eden was over, there was no more fairness in this world. And it doesn't matter what we want or what we desire. Nowhere in the Bible, you can look in the Old and New Testament, does God say he gives everything equally so that everything in life is fair? God is not a communist. God is sovereign and he is big and he decides. In fact, if you look throughout the, New, the Old Testament, there's a scripture in Daniel 4.35 because God chooses to do what he pleases. This is what it says. And man, we're gonna study some of this some more in detail next year. I've, I've got like a cool series idea for this. But uh, in Daniel 4.35, and this is, this is King Nebuchadnezzar and, and he's gone through some tough times. And this is what he says. He says, all the people of earth are nothing compared to him, talking, talking to God. He does as he pleases among the angels of heaven and among the people of earth. No one can stop him or say to him, what do you mean? What do you mean by doing these things? He says, man, what are you gonna do? How can you imagine doing that? Why would you do that? Nobody can say to God, why are you doing that? And this king, this, this pagan king had this revelation. He had this understanding that God is way bigger than we can understand, what we can comprehend, and he's gonna do however he pleases. 
He's gonna do whatever in the world he wants. And if he wants to distribute power and wealth in this way, then who are we to say he can't? And that isn't, that isn't taken away from the fact that God is gracious and that God is good and, and all those things because God is all those things. But God gets to dispense how he pleases. King David said this in 1 Chronicles 29, 12. He said, wealth and honor come from you alone for you rule over everything. He says, man, all the stuff, it comes from God. Power and might are in your hand and at your discretion. People are made great and given strength. Man, I hate that, man. It's, a, it's not at my discretion because it's at my discretion. I would just have more. But God says it's at my discretion. It's at his discretion. He gets to choose those things. The New Testament, it says it like this, man. God gives us different gifts. I mean, we've all read those things in Romans. He gives us prophecy and leadership and serving and, and all these different gifts that are there. And he gives us gifts of encouragement, gifts of teaching. And he says at the end of that, he gives them as he sees fit. It's at his Desire, how he sees fit. And the cool thing about God is that he didn't give them evenly, but he didn't give, and he didn't give everybody the same, but he gives them in accordance to what's good for everybody as a whole. And so what happens to us is, is we get mad because they got those kind of kids and we get mad because they got that opportunity and we get mad because they had that education and we get mad because they had that kind of family. And, and here's what we need to recognize and here's what we need to know. Every time we start down the road, the wisest thing we could do is, is say to myself, you know what, my problem is not with my parents. My problem is not with my education. My problem is not with my career path. My problem is not with people. It doesn't matter that I've got this thing in my heart that says, you know what, I just don't like them because my problem isn't with people. My problem is with God. I'm mad at God and I think he owes me. And if you can get this one thought in your heart, if you can get this one thought in your mind and you can understand the fact that, man, all this junk that's built up in your lives that we, we hurl on other people, that we think, man, it's all their fault. I'm jealous of them because they have more than what I have. And if we would take that and we would start to focus that and we'd start to understand that, you know what? We need to just need to go to God and get real and go, God, you know what? I think you ripped me off. I think you ripped me off, man. You could have done this and you didn't. You could have, man, you could have made my kids so much better, but man, they're a pain in my rear. I know some of y'all feel that way. So, I mean, you, you can go to God and, and you can get real. I know some people are like, well, but, but if I did that, if I just went and told God that I'm mad at him, wouldn't he strike me dead? Well, don't you think you've already done some things that if he was going to strike you dead, he would have already smoked your butt? I mean, God is gracious and he is full of love and mercy. And that same God is just waiting for us just to get real with him. Stop, stop putting on the facade and, and get real and say, man, this is, this is where I'm at right now. This is what, how I feel right now. And this is, this is the problem that I have. And, and the, those categories of people and all those different things, they're not my problem, man. My problem is that I'm reflecting off of others my problem that I have in my relationship with God because I think God owes me. And here's what happens. If we allow this stuff, this jealousy and this envy to percolate in our heart and to simmer and just to sit there for a while, man, it starts to just starts to ooze into every aspect of our life and every relationship that we have. And before long, man, we just don't like anybody. We just don't like anyone because we're jealous because they have what I don't. 
And see, we need to understand, man, if jealousy is prevalent in our heart, we can't even be a good Christian. Because what is the number one attribute and manifestation of God in our lives? Love. And what does God say love is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4? It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does, love is not jealous or it does not envy. You can't have a heart of love and envy at the same time. Every time that those scriptures will come up that, that, that are in complete opposition of, of your heart and when God tells us to be obedient and love other people, man, there's gonna be a battle going on within us. And what's in our heart is gonna overtake every single time until we become real and we become honest and every time we see that person is gonna drudge up all this junk that's within us and it's gonna keep us from stepping out and truly experiencing the love that God wants to have in our lives and wants us to give in our lives to other people. And we've got to recognize that, man, we, we, we're all jacked up because, because of what's in our hearts. It's not the people that are around us. It's not the things that they have. It's the problem that we have with God that's jacked us up. And we're not just being honest with ourselves. And until we get real, until we get authentic, and if there's one person we should be able to get real and authentic with is, is God of all people. I mean, a lot of people reject us, but God never will. And if we just say, God, man, I'm jacked up. This is where I am, man. I think you owe me. And all of a sudden, something starts to change. You just read the rest of that. It is not boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. I mean, that right there is the opposite because what is the one thing that can make us feel better? It's about when other people get screwed in life, when they fail, when injustice happens in their lives, it excites us. And that's the exact opposite of what love is. It wants truth to win out. And the truth is, is that, man, we've got some junk in our hearts that has got us jacked up. And our problem isn't with them. So it's time for us to stop blaming others for the problems that are happening inside of us and get real and get authentic and realize that, it, that it's not until we properly focus our jealousy in our lives that we can deal with it. It's not until we properly focus that and say, you know what? That's not my problem. You're not my problem. She's not my problem. My parents aren't my problem. None of those people are my problem. My problem is with God. And so how do we do that? Really simple. I think number one, you have to acknowledge that you think God owes me. You just got to get real with God and you just got to say, you know what? I've been heaping all this stuff on other people, but the reality is, is that they don't cause the things that are going on in my heart. The reality is, is that, man, the reason that junk is going on in my heart is because I think God owes me. And when we get real with God and we start talking to him, man, he starts doing a work inside of us because for the very first time, we're bringing something that was hidden out into the open. And we're not blaming anybody else, but we're going to the one who can do something about the problem that's in our heart. He's the only one that can rectify that problem. Nobody else can. I think the second thing that we gotta do, and this isn't for everybody, I think, but it's for some of us. For some of us, we have to go confess our jealousy to some other people. We've got to go confess our jealousy to some other people because I don't know about you, but I've noticed when jealousy is in my life, I treat those people differently. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I, because I don't like you, because you got something I don't have, you know what I do? I shun you, or I treat you bad, or I put you down. And, and those people are always like, man, what's up with that person? You know, you always got this chip and this edge about them, and you're always going, and you're, you're beating those people down, or when they say something, you walk away, and you're rude, and you're inconsiderate to those people. Those are the people you need to recognize that, man, they aren't your problem anymore. And you've been treating them that way, and it's time for you to go to them and say, you know what, man, I'm sorry I've been treating you this way. You're not my problem. And I've just finally realized that. For a long time, I thought you were my problem, but you're not my problem anymore. And you get real and you say, you know what? I've been, I've been jealous of you. And I'm sorry. I'm not going to treat you that way anymore. But the third thing, and I think this is the habit-forming part, and this is, this is the habit that's going to break the power of jealousy in your life is you have to celebrate the people you tend to be jealous of publicly. You have to celebrate the people that you tend to be jealous of publicly. You know what? You got to say, man, man, that is an awesome house you just got, man. That is baller, bro. Way to go. Way to get that house, man. That job that you just got, that's all. Congratulations, man. That car is fly. Man, did you all see that car? That car is pimped out, man. It's got 22s. It's got, it's got doors that fly up like a Lamborghini. It's awesome. Man, that idea that she had, that idea was awesome. Hey, y'all, did you hear that idea? That idea is the best idea I've ever heard. And I know some of you guys are saying, you know what? But, but if I'm saying that, aren't I being insincere? Wasn't it a good idea? It was a good idea, wasn't it? You just always had a problem saying that. You want to know why? Because your jealous heart has kept you from being truthful. Because of that junk in your life, man, it's, it's made you want to turn and walk away in that situation rather than admit that they did something good. And you know what happens when you start publicly celebrating that stuff? You start saying to your heart, you know what? You're no jealousy. You're no longer going to rule and reign in my life. I'm going to break your power by publicly celebrating. I'm going to start speaking life into this dead area of my life. And I'm going to see God move and transform and renew and restore the, the dead things and the dark areas of my life. And he's going to shine that light in there. And all of a sudden, man, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome, and God's going to do a transformation from the inside out because I'm not going to allow my jealous heart to go and continue to move in my life. I'm going to start responding properly. Now, when you do that, I mean, what is that going to look like? I mean, that first time you, you say to her, man, that's a great idea. You know, she's going to kind of look at you cross-eyed and stuff and be like, what? That guy just said something nice to me, you know, and, and be like, man, that, that kind of feels weird, but, but I like it. You know, I don't know how sincere that was, but it's starting the right direction. But as we start doing those things, it's going to change us. And if we're going to truly break out of the things that have held us back from pursuing God and, and living life to the fullest in Jesus Christ, man, we've got to acknowledge where we truly are with God and, and how we feel about him and say, you know what, God, I think you've owed me something in this area of my life. You could have and you didn't. And some of those people that maybe you've mistreated or you've been rude to or you've just ignored so I'm going to go to them and say, man, I'm sorry. And then start publicly confessing and declaring. What other people do stuff good? Start breaking the power of jealousy in your life. So today I'm going to ask you the same question I've asked the last couple of weeks. How is your heart?
How is your heart today? Have you been struggling with other success this week? Is there somebody you've been jealous of over the years? Somebody you've been envious of? Are there some people you, you've ostracized and, and today you realize that, you know what, man, I, I've, been, I've been running from them because I've always said I just don't like them. Have you been envious of, of other people's stuff today? I just want what they got. Today, how's your heart? How is your heart? Let's pray. This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv.